gosh. Poop, poop on me. Poop, okay. Shane, you're not supposed to. When I say poop on oh. me, you're not supposed to poop on me. But it's I'm, a figure of speech, Shane. I'm ready. I know you're always ready for poop. You always have a little bit of turd hanging out of your butt. I, just, <laughs> I got one in the chamber. You always have one in the chamber. And that's what I love about you, Shane. That's what I love about you is that you're always ready to turd on somebody. <laughs> In a moment's notice. In a moment, in a moment like this, some people need a turd. In a moment like this, and then you just turd on somebody. Ugh. You're like, you're like my go-to guy for turding on a on a on a, a male or female, not yeah, or whatever sex they may be. It's my superpower. LGBT plus. I if, poop if I, ready. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you can hang a turd out kind of like a mechanical pencil. Once you like <laughs> once you get a little bit of turd out, if you need more, you can just you can just let a little bit more out at a time. If I hold a button down, I can push it back in too. Uh, like a coat button or like like what you said a button. Yeah, the button to let the poop out. Yeah, so you have a button? Yeah, right here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it is it's so gaseous. Okay, you know that's your belly button. Back in. You're just you're pulling on one nipple and it comes out. You pull on the other nipple and it goes back in. Wow, that's awesome, dude. I wish I could do that. Let me try. Ow, ow. Nope, that just really hurts my nipples and yeah. I sh- shit my pants. Well, I mean, you're partly there. The well, pain goes away. Well, I've only been eating uh, romaine lettuce for the past three months. It got so cheap there for a bit. <sighs> and so I bought a ton of it, and that's all I've been eating is romaine salads. Uh, but I keep shitting my pants. Um, so I'm, <laughs> Salads are good. Salads are good, um, but for some reason you can't find romaine anymore. It's the, just, Well, it's because it kills you. Uh, no, it's killing my appetite. It's killing your insides. No. E. coli Come is on. no lie. Ooh, I like that. But I haven't. Yeah. I don't watch the news. All I do oh. is eat salad. Romaine? I'd eat, yeah, I eat four heads of salad, four four heads of romaine uh, greens uh, per meal. Oh, no. Yeah. You should go to all the hospitals. And I know they say to wash it, but I don't. To do what? To wash it. Wash it? Yeah, to wash it, bro. War- How do you spell wash? W U R S H Wersh. Wersh. Yeah. At least you spelt it incorrectly correctly. Yeah, Wersh it. You spelt it the way you pronounce it. That's as a plus. I, as I would. That's a W-O-O-D. plus. W O O D. You know what I mean? So uh yeah. So that's primarily been my diet for the past three months. Um Yeah, no, you have all of the E. coli. I've been trying to culture it. Have you noticed that you've been just like violently shitting and vomiting uncontrollably after you eat? Constantly. And it's been the best diet. Everybody should be doing this diet. Everybody should be doing the the E. coli diet? No, the leafy green diet. I don't believe in E. coli. Just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean it's not happening to you. That's not true. That's how Bloody Mary and Freddy Krueger, like, if you don't believe in them, they're they're not real. Didn't you see Freddy vs. Jason? People didn't believe in him, and so, like, he couldn't, like, hurt people until they started believing him, you know? So you think if you don't don't believe in E. coli, it can't hurt you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There that. was blood in that. Yeah, so what? I don't need all of it. I just need some of it. Most. Most. 
You're right. I don't need most of no, it. No, you do need most of it. I don't need most of it. The body keeps making more. I can't seem to stop it. <laughs> That's it's. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been trying for years. But yeah, I get real dizzy on a whim's notice. Uh, and uh, it's been pretty awesome. I am bound to this wheelchair because I can't walk anymore, which is great because I get paid to sit around all day. That's I mean, that's a plus. That's a plus. And I have just a hole cut out in this wheelchair, so like who's going to stop me from from pooping? Like no everybody just believes I have some terrible issue with my bowels now uh, and now I just get to get away with shitting all over the floor for free at my job that's awesome <laughs> you just literally shit on the floor yes constantly yes. yeah you know like horses Ugh. or deer or you know like animals that move but they also poop while they're moving and they don't even acknowledge that <laughs> that's my life now <laughs> because if I acknowledged it how, <sighs> how embarrassing would it be to me Pretty embarrassing, I feel. I feel embarrassed for you. You shouldn't because I'm happy now. I feel like you can't ignore the vomiting, though. I'm sorry, what vomiting? That you just did all over the floor. No, that wasn't vomit. That was that was just wet air coming out of me. Wet <coughs> air? Yes, wet air. You never had the wet airs? No. You drink too much, you get some wet air, man. It's condensation. It builds up because you get all heated from, you know, drinking too much or eating too much leafy greens with dead flies in them. So, you know, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep breathing. Eating salads. Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. That's right. We're here to talk not topics. No. Not WWE. No. We're here to talk about something special. We're doing dark reflections again, right, Shane? That's not back yet. Oh, that's not back yet. We no. haven't done we haven't done a second season of that. No, but once it returns. We gotta do it. Well, we, we gotta cover the old episodes too. We yeah, talked about this. Yeah, we never did. We should really do that. I'm looking forward to that. But you know what I wasn't looking forward to? <laughs> what? This. Oh. <laughs> I oh, was no. not I was oh, not no. I wasn't looking forward to this podcast. Oh no. Uh, so, so weeks and weeks and weeks ago, approximately seven or eight, depending on when this is released. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, we, we talked about how we didn't want to cover WWE, uh, and I'm not going to say anymore cause I know that there are certain viewers, especially patrons, well, which we will get to here in a second. Oh yeah who like WWE and they probably enjoy that we talk about it. So we're still going to talk about it. Sure. Um just depending on the pay-per-view and how angry we are. And so but this time we decided not to cover Crown Jewels. No, we have skipped Crown Jewel. We skipped Crown, Crown Jewel. <laughs> yep, no, you got it. <laughs> wow. Crown Jewel. Yeah. Uh, we skipped that, and I, I don't assume we missed anything super important there, right? Mm. Did you watch it? No. Good for you. No, I'm I held surprised. strong. Yeah, you did. You stayed strong. Like, also, 
No, nothing of consequence happened. Oh. Except Brock Lesnar won the title. Who fucking cares? And Shane McMahon is now the best in the world. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, has had zero follow-up. That's awesome. Yep. It sure awesome. is. Uh, so we are not here to talk to WWE. That's it. No more. Done. We're I'm, done with it for the show. I'm not going to say... I'm for not this show. For this specific show, yes. Um, We're actually here to talk about a different wrestling show. <gasps> New Japan Wrestling. Oh my god. So as you can tell by the title, it's called Not So New Japan. Uh, and uh, which show did we cover, Shane? This time, uh, as we are want to do with our shows, we don't necessarily watch the most current product. Hence, Not So New Japan. So we didn't watch the most recent shows. We didn't watch the tag league that's currently happening. Okay. We went back to June of this year Ooh. to watch Dominion. Dominican Republic? Nope, just Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. Uh, one of the bigger shows of the year. Yeah. Dominion is one of their bigger shows for sure. Okay. So it's a yearly it's a yearly pay-per-view that mm-hmm. New Japan does. Yep. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, okay. So we're going to talk about New Japan Wrestling and our thoughts on it and everything like that. But before we get into it, uh, we're me and Sh- it's just me and Shane here tonight, uh, and we're going to do our patrons. we got to thank our patrons. You know what oh, I mean? Of course. We yeah, can't absolutely. forget them. We got, uh, we got what, Shane? Hit us. Mark H. Ooh. Mark S. Yes. Bradley Jones. Yes. Mary H. Yes. TJ H. Ooh. All of you. Thank you. Beautiful, so- bountiful souls. Awesome. And your kindness with what you provide us. Exactly. We couldn't do this. The wonderful bounty. Without you. We wouldn't do this without you. No, um, literally, we would just stop. Exactly. Um, so, it, this might be a niche episode. Uh, we understand that. Maybe we'll even gain different followers. That's that, always a possibility. That wouldn't be interested in us otherwise. If this is your first show, let us know. I don't know how many podcasts cover New Japan, Shane. Not as many. Not as many. maybe there's a market. Maybe there is. So we'll see. And we'll give it a we'll give it a testing. So thank you to our Patreons, and uh, please, I I hope uh, just stick around. You know, we're we're just gonna talk about the matches. But before we get to Dick deep into it, you know uh. what we gotta do. Other than our Patreons, every single episode, Shane, we got beer of the week, don't we? Damn straight. We don't have any Andy here to fucking just jam his rocket dick on <laughs> our. <laughs> What's your problem, dude? I like that. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, you're right. You, but you were jacking off when you did that. Well, I had to be authentic. That's fair. I like how authentic you are. Uh, so we, you know, he's not going to jam his rocketing dick into the keyboard like always. Shane, you're going to be nice and gentle to the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. we don't want to mistreat it. It's our no. baby. It's been with us since the very beginning. The very beginning. Oh, my God. Be Ready? Gentle, yeah. Beer of the week. Beer oh my god, what is that? Is that a ref with red bottom shoes on? He definitely is. He's so angry. Beer red shoes is here. Red shoes is here. Run. Oh my god. Beer He's gonna count us out. It'll make more sense later in the podcast, I promise. Oh. Oh, oh he's so aggressive. Stop pinning me. Stop pinning me. One. Oh. Two. Oh. Three. Oh. We. That God. got sexual yeah, I very did. quickly. Nude Japan wrestling. That's it. That's... I would watch that. 
I would watch that. Why Don't would you get, watch that? You wouldn't watch nude Japanese wrestling? Do you want to see dick flips that yeah. are literally flipping dicks? Yes, I do. If I could have watched this entire pay-per-view with them without their clothes on, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's not what it is. <laughs> that's that's accurate. But, uh, Shane, you brought us a beer here, dear. I did. What did you bring us? Tell us. Here we have none other than Arrogant Bastard. But not any version of Arrogant Bastard. We have the bourbon barrel aged version. Yeah, well we've had we've had some Arrogant Bastard on on the show. In fact, the first beer we ever had on the podcast was a uh, Stone Brewery, which is what Arrogant Bastard is. Um so I, uh, Shane, you got some copy for this? I do. They were so kind of just to put it right on the bottle. Fuck yeah, bro. And I'm going to say before I get into it, this is a beer. It's very mean. It's very mean? They are mean. The, with a description? It's so mean. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to be fucking pissed on. You're I want you be, to say it like my daddy then. You're going to be dominated by this beer. Exactly why I said read it like my daddy. Oh. Read oh. it like you're my, my, dominating, my dominating daddy. Beautiful. Alright, hit it. I didn't give you permission to pick me up. I'm sorry, boy. Let alone drink me. Being groped as you muster... Being groped as you mutter to yourself taxes my patience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daddy. While I am a master of social complexities and articulate thought, clearly you are not. I embody the pinnacle of intellectual and artistic fulfillment, while you bring the baggage of preconceived notions which only distract. Just don't hit me again. Yet I'll give you one chance. Aspire to free your mind. Use a crowbar if you must. Jesus Christ. Approach me with openness, unsullied by your irrelevant life experience. My God. Or leave me alone. Jesus Christ, Daddy. Take it easy, man. No, you don't have to put up with this. Go tweet your precious insights about me. Thrill yourself by imagining your three or 30,000 followers hanging on your every word. Oh my god, they're waiting to read the thought you just had. Now close your mouth and either set me down or do your worst. What's that? You're going to drink a silly, frizzy, yellow beer out of spite? No, no. Self-flagulate all you want, tiger. Proclaim your unworthiness to whomever will listen. I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Arrogant bastard. My God, that takes me back. Every every word you said was something he has said to me at one point in time. Use a crowbar? Especially that one. Oh, no. Use a crowbar on it. Like opening a box? Nope. Okay. Well, 8.1%. 8.1 is bourbon barrel aged. That's a bit higher. It's a beer that doesn't want you to like it. I mean, that's sometimes pretty easy. (laughs) If it's like Boxer or something like that. But they're just like, yo, you can try it. I don't care. Yeah. You have a a brewski, bro. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, you fucking piece of shit don't even deserve to look at me. So fuck off. Okay, daddy. (laughs) So let's try Arrogant Bastard, shall we? Yeah. Three, two. 
Wow. I'm okay with it. That's good. It's a solid beer. That's a good beer, <laughs> That's man. Really good. That's a really good beer. This is a complex beer. Yes. There's a lot going on here. I can completely see why they would say that. Yeah. Because if you aren't a fan of craft beers or complex beers, yeah. you would fucking hate this. You would really you'd you would drink and you'd be like, What the fuck is this, yes. man? Mm-hmm. There's a lot there to There's not a like. lot. There's caramely notes. There's there's definitely a bourbony like taste that mm-hmm. follows like as soon as you drink it and then through to the aftertaste, there mm-hmm. is a lingering bourbon flavor. And there's Prob- an odd soapiness in there too. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's mm-hmm. a bitterness for you right there. I gotta say, um it it's it's probably one of the more complex one of, probably one of the most complex beers I've probably had and enjoyed right because it's really hard it's really easy i should say uh to make a complex beer that you're not gonna like that doesn't make sense right like it's pineapple and tobacco yeah (laughs) why whereas this if you can power through some of it you do get a lot of layers and a lot of a lot of complex things happening in your mouth all it, at once it is it's bitter it's hoppy it's caramely it's there's a lot going on here <laughs> this is a good beer it is a good beer I'm, this is, see, i this, had to had to pick it up as soon as i saw it there there are beers that like a lot of ipas where when i drink them i i just like if i have them i would just drink them through and not really think about it i'd just be drinking it but this is a this is a beer that if I had in front of me, uh, such as we do today, I would take small drinks of at a time and just enjoy it. Yeah, savor it. Yeah. Really take a little bit of the time and just kind of dissect it. Yeah, because every, every single time it's like taking your tongue on a ride. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I like it a lot, actually. I don't have it here, obviously. I just have the two bottles. But in the six-pack that it comes in, yeah, all around the outside as part of the packaging... It just contains a number of different quotes from reviews, yeah, of people who hate the beer. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I which don't, is just really funny. It's like this sucks, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, buy it. Yeah, and then I did, so it worked. Yeah, smart. I think it's very good. I think it's got a great uh, hoppiness mixed with a uh, uh, like a bourbon. It's that bourbon. The bourbon there, does a lot. Yeah, that age just. Nice. There's a lot of like bourbon stouts we've had before. That's the new hotness, man. That aging in bourbon barrels. Aging. It's, you see it everywhere now. Yeah, you can also uh, do something. They call them uh, stives, mm-hmm. uh, and essentially, like, uh, you can. It's like a piece of wood that you would soak in bourbon or okay. a liquor of your choice, and then you'll dump it in the beer when you're fermenting it, uh-huh. so it slowly releases it. Gotcha. Um. So that's becoming really prevalent too. Um, so mixing alcohol, I mean, you can't really do it with vodka because there's no point. Right. There, you wouldn't there's get, no flavor. There's no flavor. But we've had gin ones where mm-hmm. shorts, uh, did melt my brain. Yes. Uh, so we, we've tasted gin in there. We've, but bourbon is definitely one of the most, you know, you can tell when there's oh, yeah. bourbon or oh, yeah. whiskey or, you know, something like that in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, this is a really good beer. Thank you for bringing it. Glad to share. Yeah, it was. It's really good, and I will. Uh, I will enjoy it mm-hmm. very much. So, mm-hmm. 
unlike this pay-per-view. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Getting one more sipping. Okay. So, we watched a New Japan show. We did. I, of course, have a familiarity with New Japan. You do. I've been watching it for a few years now. Admittedly, not a long time, mm-hmm. but enough to be fairly familiar with the product. I believe this was your first experience with New Japan. It was. And I got to tell you, uh, I was worried and I didn't rush the watch to this. Sure. Because I didn't expect much of it. Uh, my experience has been primarily in the WWE universe, mm-hmm. uh, which I think some people. Uh, have come from New, New Japan to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, such as AJ Styles? He was AJ Styles, ja- uh, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. um, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, what happens to people when they get in the WWE that makes them worse? <laughs> it's than anybody I've seen on New Japan. It's the booking <laughs> because they make them when, not do as good. When what we did here when we watched. Uh, each episode, uh, me and Shane agreed that we were going to do a rating uh, for each match. Yes. Uh, yes. And so I, I don't know what if you did. Did you just do straight stars or did you do quarter stars like you said you were I went the traditional quarter star method. Okay. All right. And I just went, you know, one through five stars. I didn't do half stars or none of that bullshit. And so... Um, I was coming from a WWE background strictly... As, and I didn't know what to expect. And I got to tell you, this makes the WWE look bad. <laughs> this makes it look like yeah. you're watching a training camp. Uh, like WWE looks like a training camp for yeah. something like New Japan. Yeah, you watch a New Japan show, then go back and try to watch a WWE show, and it's just, it hurts. No, it's, it's, it's not night and day. It makes you feel like it's such a watered down version of wrestling. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. And and not that yeah. it's not it in the thing is I don't know any of the backstory of any of these matches. Right. And I didn't need to to enjoy watching them. Yeah. Unlike the WWE where really 65% of what's happening is all storyline based right. and is all shit storyline. Right. This right. I, I didn't know anything in even my lowest tiered matches. I still enjoyed over any of the probably matches I've seen in the WWE in the past year. That's one thing I've I've always liked about New Japan as I've started watching it is the storytelling happens in the ring. Yeah. It's not a lot of backstage skits or 20-minute promo segments. It's let's go fight and we're going to tell a story in the ring. Yeah. And that gets you into the match more. Sure. Oh, One of the things that New Japan does that I always say that I hate is... They take their time. <laughs> yes. Okay. I admit, I was worried about that. <laughs> I, I know. thought I might lose you a little bit I as know. that happened. And there were, some, there were some matches where I was just like, this fucking match is going to suck. <laughs> and because they start slow. A lot of these matches start slow, but mm-hmm. then they ramp up. Because this is a five-hour show. It is. And there's is. not that many matches. There's like nine. Nine matches on the show. There's nine yep. matches. And honestly... It was good enough to make me afterwards question if I had watched every match because it didn't feel like I had sat through nine matches in five hours. Yeah, that's it's it's something that when you say it's a five-hour show, yeah. just, you think of like WrestleMania, yeah, which is 
six hours and it takes fucking forever. Feels like I'm being nailed to the cross when I have to watch. <laughs> when, I, when I have to watch. Like, that might be a bit extreme. No. If Jesus, if you probably put Jesus in front of a TV and said, you gotta watch six hours of WWE <laughs> wrestling or be nailed to this fucking cross, he's like, put me up there, bro. Um, <laughs> let's do this. Somebody get that spear real quick oh. and don't let it be Roman Reigns. We. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, that's that's one thing I've noticed watching New Japan shows is they're longer shows, but they just go by. They flow so well, and there's no downtime. Yeah, you don't feel like you're wasting time at all during it, which is a nice thing. And and to be fair, I won't be like just uh, like. Oh, this was so great because I will say five hours is still a lot for me to watch wrestling. So I did have to break this up, but I did find myself wanting to continue watching sometimes when I had to take breaks. Right. Which is a little bit of a departure for me. Yeah. Usually I, uh, usually I, I don't want to keep watching. <laughs> usually it's just like on in the background, but actually like I, I started this off and I was uh, playing games and I had it on in the background and I I realized it I I wanted to watch it more than what I was doing, which is also a very big That's change. A good sign. <laughs> it was, and I'm not saying it's like the best thing I ever saw, but compared to WWE standards, it made me appreciate the art of wrestling oh, a lot more. Oh shit! I appreciated this stuff because oh, these God. these people seem like they actually give their heart and soul. And they really like it, and really they're trying to make it better mm-hmm. and top each other like each time. Yeah, very much so. And I got to tell you, it's just some of the mo- some of the moves that they pull on here were very surprising. So we can get into this. Yes, if you want. Yes, let's dive dip dick deep. Let's do it into Dominion. June eighth, twenty eighteen, from Osaka, Japan, and Osaka Joe Hall. In attendance, eleven thousand eight hundred and thirty-two. Lots of people in that building. That's a lot. Yeah, they sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we opened with... Um, what the fuck is his name? I can't remember the dude's name. I, did, I didn't write it down. Just the new president, right? Yes. It's fairly, it, like This was one of his first events that he's had kind of coming out in public to be the president of the company. Yeah, because he's a Western guy. That was a big departure for New Japan as a company, so it's interesting to see how things are going to develop. So far, seems to be doing a pretty damn good job. So going forward, I'm excited to see where the company goes, because they do want to expand into the Western market sure, in more and more shows in America. I hope they do. Which... It's exciting. I'd pay to go see a New Japan wrestling match. Uh, absolutely, I would. Yeah. Uh, it opens up with like a very dramatic promo for this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, I'm not going to go in too much into detail if you want to. Cause I no, do. we don't need to for this, necessarily. Uh, but they open up with a very well shot uh, uh, intro for this, and then they bring out the new president, mm-hmm. and he uh speaks very well Jap- like Japanese fluently mm-hmm. so which is good yeah. I would I would assume they would want that that's important yeah so I was happy the announcers were also there to transcribe what was going on mm-hmm. so that's something that they've also pushed very strongly in the last year was having 
English commentary for almost every show. Yeah. Um, as part of that push into the States, that's incredibly important, having English-speaking commentators, for sure. Yeah. I probably would have enjoyed the show even without it, but it definitely helps. Yeah. To, uh, it, it takes you out if you if there's that language barrier. Like, you can't listen to it with the Japanese commentary on New Japan World, if that's your thing. Oh, i fucking laugh my ass off if that happened. <laughs> you can do it, and you you may not know what they're saying, but you know what they're talking about. <laughs> like, you can, when shit happens and they're fucking freaking out, you're like, yes, that's an appropriate thing to freak out about. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote some guy in the audience was holding his eye open like he was in Clockwork Orange. It's a... That okay. <laughs> I imagine that's it's, a wrestler thing. Yeah, that's what Naito does. Yeah, Naito. We'll get to that. Naito. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, uh, first match of the night, we had an IWGP hold Junior. On. Hold on. This this president comes out. He's in a okay. nice suit. And so, to be fair, uh, I did. I skipped past part of his thing, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I skipped like two minutes in, and then he just he goes from wearing a suit to wearing like a red track suit, and I don't know when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a red track suit, uh, track suit, and he was still in ring, so he had to get it like while he was in the ring. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure. And uh, they did a quick vignette, mm-hmm. uh, which, I'll, to be fair, I also skip most of the vignettes because I don't know any of the story. I don't want to know any story. I just want to watch the wrestling. <laughs> fair enough. But these vignettes are hilarious because they are... It's sad to say, because I don't know if it sounds racist, but it always sounds funny when there is an angry Asian dude yelling over a promo like that. They get very hype. They get so hype <laughs> Oh my god, it makes it so much cooler. I, in those cases, I do not want to know what he's saying. <laughs> I want to appreciate what he's saying. Like, just the enthusiasm. Perfect. Okay. First match. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Rapungi 3K, Sho and Yo, versus Suzuki Goon. The team of Yoshinabu Kanemura and El Desperado. Yes. At first, I thought it was the guy with the fire suppressor that was the rapper. I thought he was going to be the wrestler, and I was deeply confused. It wasn't. It was not him. No. It was not him. Um, uh, Rapungi 3K earned this match because they had both beaten the champions in single matches during the Best of the Super Juniors tournament that happened prior to this. Okay. So they earned the, the championship. Uh, right off the bat, Desperado tries to cheap shot him. Yeah. But it fucking backfires because they're dirty heels. Rapungi 3K right off the bat with big ass dives to the outside. Yeah, this match starts off with high flying. Like, it does. Right, right off the bat. They wanted to start the show off hot and goddamn did they do it. And, and right off the bat, I noticed how many photographers were on the sidelines. Yes. You do not see that yes. in a WWE show anymore. No. There is like a fucking gaggle of... Oh God! I'm sorry, I missed. <laughs> there is like, there's like 20 dudes on the outside of this ring. Whether the camera guys or photographers, there's a lot of photographers though. Like, yeah, still photography. That's something that is very prevalent even today in Japan. Is they have Jap- they have wrestling magazines. Ah, yeah, yeah. So they have camera people and journalists there to cover the events. And it it makes the event feel bigger. It does. It makes it feel more important. Like, look how many people are here to capture what's this, happening. And this fucking venue is huge. It's a big place. It's a big venue. It's not as big as the Tokyo Dome. That's where they do Wrestle Kingdom. That's their biggest show of the year. Yeah. That place is fucking huge. 
But this was still, even at 12,000, is a big building. It is a pretty big building. Oh, and I, uh, yeah, one thing that caught me off guard was the count in English. Yes, the, <laughs> the counting is still in English. Um, and also we have a 20 count I was a, that's, instead of a 10 count. That's my next note was that they count <laughs> higher, too. Yep, they get all the way up to 20. Yeah. Give them more time on the outside. With my luck, it would have been like 50 seconds or something. <laughs> One, one thing I do like is that they announced the count over the speaker. Yes. The ring announcer is doing the count, so you can really kind of get the drama of it. Because mm-hmm. everyone in the audience knows exactly what the count is. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Nice little touch for sure. Uh, something you also may have noticed during the event is the ring announcer will also call out time cues. Because every match is on a time limit. I did not notice that, actually. It does happen. They'll call out five minutes, ten minutes, because every match has a time limit. Huh. I didn't know that. Which is why, when we get to it, the main event, it being a no time limit match was ah. kind of a big deal, because those don't happen. Okay, alright, that does make sense. Which is a smart thing, too, because every now and then, rarely, but every now and then, you get draws that happen, which are exciting, surprising events, because it nearly, it's very rarely goes to a draw. Yeah. But it's something that you have as a t- storytelling device. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing the counting all the time, you can take advantage of it. Yeah, Just yeah. a little smart addition that helps with storytelling. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, Yo does a fucking amazing, great deadlift suplex. Yes. Yes. I, uh, and then, to me, it felt like the ref didn't give a shit about how many people were actually in the ring. Unlike WWE, <laughs> where it's like, get the fuck out of the ring. Like, the, re- the ref is just there, and there's almost always four guys in the ring, even though there's only supposed to be two. They... They might play a little more flexible, <laughs> you know, a little fast and loose with the, those kind of tag roles in New very Japan. very fast and loose. But it, may, it leads to more exciting wrestling. It does. Especially, like, the tag team movements mm-hmm. that they use all the time. Right. You would be lucky to get that in, like, a match of the WWE. Blah. <laughs> but that it's almost the entire match yeah, that no, all it's, four they, guys are going. They take time to make tag team wrestling important. I know. Which is exciting. <laughs> like, I, I, I liked mo- pretty much all of these tag team uh, matches that were on tonight. What else you got? No, uh, from there, we do get, of course, that near countout. Uh, we do get the big suplex, which leads to a tag. Uh, from there, we get that deadlift superplex, as you were talking about. Yeah. Which was huge. Yeah, it was. Uh, lots more double teams. Happen back and forth, um, just good shit. Um, we and then as we get closer to the end of the match, there's a Kanemura goes for a mist, but gets oh, out of the way and accidentally yeah. hits Desperado. Classic. Uh, who recovers with a spear as they went for 3K. Uh, Show swings misses with a punch while Desperado does the same with a mule kick. And Suzuki Goon's tricks do not work. We get a huge one of the coolest fucking moves. It's a power bomb into a lumbar check. Yes, I like he power bomb. He throws him up in the air and then has him land on his knees. Yeah, it was fucking cool. It, there's so many like just interesting w- new ways to see a person get fucking suplex <laughs> or 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 fucking body slammed in this. Yes. So it was like wow. All right, fucking WWE steal this shit. Uh, uh, we end with a ref bump while Desperados flipped out of the shock arrow. Gives Kanemura enough time to come in with a whiskey bottle shot. 
And then Desperado rolls up show for the win. Yeah, I just have El Desperado gets the pin in a very cool way. I'm pretty sure just the way he rolled up the pin was very odd. <laughs> yeah, it was like a butterfly yeah. weird thing. Uh, but overall, this was a good way to start uh, yeah, that's, start the show. When you're starting off a show, you want something hot to really get the crowd invested. And this absolutely achieved on that level. Yeah. Uh, I went with a flat three stars. I did too. All right. On the same page. Three stars. And like I said, I'm grading this on coming from WWE where where I probably would give like the best match they've had all year probably like three stars. (laughs) This is so this opener is as good as anything WWE's done all year. It's it's better. (laughs) Better. It's absolutely better than anything I've seen in the WWE all year. Okay. So I mean I'm I'm just hard pressed to think of any matches that I can memorize from the WWE. So uh, what was the next match? Moving along we have Juice Robinson and Dave Finley versus Jay White and Yoshihashi. Um, <laughs> Juice Robinson is a cool dude. Yes, <laughs> I guess he is a cool dude. Um, one thing I like about him—not just not just specifically this match—but he is a guy that was an NXT. Okay. Um, C.J. Parker. He was a hippie character that was kind of floundering, not doing a lot. Kind of carried over to this character a little bit. But he asked for his release. He voluntarily left WWE. Which is surprising. It is very surprising for someone to do that and ended up in New Japan's dojo and just kind of worked his way up. Yeah. And has gotten himself into a good position with New Japan because he's a fucking cool dude. He's juice. He's juice. Uh, He comes out in a... Well, they they make light of it very quickly that he (laughs) is gay. No. He's not gay? No, it's just what he dresses like. I thought they said he got married to to his uh, life partner. David Finley got married. Oh, okay. To so a woman. I completely misread into this match. <laughs> I thought, no, he's not I gay. I thought the two dudes were married to each other. <laughs> no, not at all. The way the announcers say it, I was like, this is great. I hope this uh, is real life because that'd, no, be, that'd be amazing. Because my first note is apparently a gay couple is next. <laughs> And so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Now Perfect. knowing that, that's that's a much better. Because he comes out, he's got some rainbow, oh yes, like no, colors is, and fur, but is also flamboyant. dreadlocks. Yes. Yep. So I'm pretty. I feel for, fairly confident. The announcer said he he married his life partner, and I don't know which one was which. Uh, sure. So I probably didn't piece together. So I just assumed this guy's gay, and he married Fair a dude enough. who he's also <laughs> wrestling with. <laughs> I made a lot of assumptions in this match. Um, Jay White is a slimy, sleazy-ass dude. Yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. Um, Something to note about him. He is known as Switchblade, which you may have picked up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. His nickname, as it were. His pants got all rips on him and stuff like um, that. As as part of that, um, I don't know if it's a translation error or if they just don't give a shit. Are you looking it up? Yes. Uh, I I want to say one thing uh, that also ma- led me to believe that he <laughs> was a gay guy. Was the announcer asked, "Why would you get married when you have the whole buffet in front of you in the locker room?" I see that made me think <laughs> he wanted to just that he was a gay man. <laughs> so I don't know. 
I don't know where I was getting all of these details. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking into a very specific way. Um, so we have Switchblade, um, which was led to a T-shirt that's been developed for him on Pro Wrestling Tees. It's just knife pervert. Oh God. It does say knife pervert. I don't like that. That seems so off- knife pervert. That seems off-putting if I go around wearing a shirt that says knife pervert. <laughs> you don't want a knife pervert shirt? No. You know the thing. The thing is, like, just having a shirt that says pervert is bad enough. But when you add knives in there, it really amps it up. I'm a, I'm a knife pervert. I'm a knife pervert. <laughs> you hear that, honey? He's a nice pervert. That's not better. <laughs> uh, Jay jumps juice before the bell rings and yeah. starts to chop juice around the ring. I don't like the way you're saying this. Chop juice. Because now I'm just thinking of him con- <laughs> chopping like a fruit concentrate. <laughs> uh, Finley gets tagged in and blasts through White with a diving European uppercut for a near fall. Just fucking spears him into the corner. It's beautiful. The audience really seems to like juice. They're behind Juice. They're behind Juice. Very much so. As Juice yells, eat shit, motherfuckers. Yes, there's a loud, very loud, eat shit, motherfucker. Yes. That happens during this. There's quite a bit of profanity, which is another thing I appreciate (laughs) that the WWE doesn't get away with. There's a lot of things the WWE will never do (laughs) that New Japan just gets away with. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) Uh, Snap Saito suplex dumped white awkwardly on his head. As Chaos takes over, uh, White hits a pump handle backbreaker, almost catching the win. Juice keeps getting in the damn way, distracting the ref inadvertently, which leads to more double teaming. Oh, yeah. But finally we get an actual tag into White, who just knocks some dudes out. Uh, White in the corner for a cannonball. Yoshihashi attempts, attempts to save, just saw him stacked up as Juice crashed into the pair of them. Ahead of a crossbody off the top, that picked up another near fall. Double Team Flapjack keeps Juice and Dave ahead while White ducks a punch, turn things back around until a parade of moves ends with Juice punching White out ahead of the pulp friction. Ugh. And with that, Juice gets the win. Uh, yeah, I, I have written down he hit Switchblade with pump something move. Uh, so so one of his moves has to be pump some like pump something i don't know what it was pump handle slam is that what it was yes okay it was a good move that was a fun move uh uh announcer claims that cheap ass looking belt weighs 18 pounds (laughs) it's the united states championship they newly introduced i think what happened was yeah he he got the belt and he oh no he wanted the belt this wasn't for the belt no this was just a tag match and so he picked up the belt and then he drops this fucking belt on the dude who's laying down Mm -hmm. and then the announcer was like he just dropped an 18 pound belt i was like bitch that's plastic don't don't even metal come on they're made out of metal calling bullshit on it um (laughs) i gave you know what this match is charismatic as Juice was. I think this is actually one of the least uh, of the the matches that I enjoyed. Sure. Um, and there's only one I enjoyed less than this. So I actually put this for two stars. I went two and a half. It was a uh, little bit of a step down from the opener, but still solid. It's Juice's exciting guy. Yeah. Jay White's a slimy ass dude, which is fun to see him get beat up. I can see all of these people doing well in a different match, but 
unfortunately it just seemed not to click in this one as right. well uh and after that opener it just it was just a little bit Downward. Right. Um, after this, this did lead to a one-on-one match with Juice challenging for the United States Championship against Jay White and managed to capture the title. Oh, we. Yeah, he picked up that United States Championship. Juice. Which Juice. Was, was a good match. Juice. A good match. Yeah, uh, so two stars for the Juice Man. Perfect. Not bad. Moving quickly along, Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohoro Ishii and Toriyanu. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, ex- I didn't expect off the bat for so many tag teams. Yeah, that's it's something you'll see as you watch New Japan yeah. shows. A lot of the undercard is going to be tag team matches. Yeah, because it's a way for them to continue storylines without committing to a final match. Yeah, for those stories yet. Yeah. So since I skipped the vignette, uh, like just going to the first, I kept I kept writing and having to scribble out because I thought like tag team partners are facing themselves but then i would realize oh this is another <laughs> tag team match mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. i got to one which i thought was a tag team but it was just a triple threat match so i was just waiting for the fourth guy to come out <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah zack saber jr and suzuki uh versus ishii and yano yep toriano toriano i love Suzuki. <laughs> this man is a thing of beauty. This, I think this is the first match I commented to you on on how hard they were hitting each other, right? Yes. We'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get to it, but I would have to agree with you. Uh, I wrote down Zack Sabre gets a hype man, apparently. Yep. Taka Mishinuku. Yeah. Uh, sure. Taka. And, Taka. Uh, Yano looks like my dad if he was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> is is what I wrote. Is, is what I wrote down. I can see that. Uh, Suzuki looks fucking insane. Yes, he looks crazy. Yes, he does. Not and only it's gorgeous. Not only is he like, uh, he's such an angry looking Asian guy, nonetheless. <laughs> but he's like that intimidating looking Asian uh-huh. guy. No, his eyes are like, terrifying. Like this guy is part of like the fucking yakuza. <laughs> Like this he guy, he has seen people die. The, he yes, if he, by his hands. If he was not the cause and he was just there, he did not flinch even. No, like, not an inch. He's just fine with it. Like this guy looked like such a badass. Ugh. I would never fuck with Suzuki, man. So good. Um, Ishii is low key one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan. Yeah, Ishii is just a badass stone pitbull, <laughs> unstoppable man. It's gorgeous. Uh, and right off the bat, uh, Ishii and Suzuki are t- trying to beat the shit out of each other before the match even starts. Yes, they just go they straight They have to get it. separated before we can even get into it. That's how I knew this was going to be a great match. Um, and then it starts, and then they just continue to proceed to beat the shit out of each other with forearms. Oh, my God. Just forearm after forearm, Dude. hard into the side of the head. No, no joke. Like, when I watched this match, I was just like physically this should be stopped like 
it is one of the most hard-hitting oh. matches like between two guys. And really what they're doing the, almost this entire match is egging each other on to hit each other harder. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those matches, uh, those slap matches, where people, uh-huh. like, you sit there and you wait for the dude to slap you, and if you right. don't fucking get knocked out by the slap, <laughs> you get to go next until somebody gives up or gets knocked out. Yeah. That's what this almost entire match between Suzuki and Ishii. To be honest with you, Yano was fine. Zack Sabre was okay. But the the parts where Ishii and fucking uh, Suzuki are going at it are just brutal. <laughs> They're brutal to watch. Oh, uh, very much so. My God. Uh, we did get... Um, Zack Sabre Jr. is a guy who a lot of people consider the next Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, just because he is very technical. He's not a crazy high flyer. He doesn't do big impact moves. But he will out-wrestle the shit out of you and put you in crazy-ass submission holds and make you give up. And that's what I have written down. You know me. I don't like boring matches, and I don't like technical matches. I don't care about submissions. Sure. What I have written down is this match makes me appreciate submission Oh, my God. Finally. It just took Zack Sabre Jr. It just took Zack Sabre Jr. (laughs) Like, it was a lot of fun because it's not not your same boring fucking, like... (laughs) It's weird shit. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's one thing that's really nice about Zack Sabre Jr. is you'll watch a hundred matches of his and you'll see a hundred different holds. Yeah. The dude does a crazy shit every time. Yeah. It, it just makes me realize how much more there could be, even to something like a submission. Right. That they, right. like, WWE isn't even touching. No, it's just a sleeper hold after another sleeper hold after an arm bar, another sleeper hold. And then the Mad Crapper it. or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It sucks. Uh, uh, we did get a fun spot where Yano tries to do his Yano A thumb point thing, mm-hmm. and Zack Sabre grabs both arms for a double armbar. Yeah, uh, which forces Tano Toro to get into the ropes. Uh, Suzuki's back in. They both just continue to beat the shit out of Yano, who's really good at getting his ass beat. Yeah, I'll give that to Yano. He uh, looks, he looks like it. <laughs> he's a fun comedy character. Like yeah. that's a hundred percent his shtick, yeah. and he does it very well. Yeah, like that's his thing. And weirdly has beaten suzuki a number of times that's weird like just through weird ass fluke things he, yeah suzuki can't seem to beat yano in a clean <laughs> in a clean match like just the uh weekend at bernie is lucky of the draw like just <laughs> exactly. some weird shit happens to stop suzuki exactly um eventually i think it's suzuki and ishii get back in the ring together and they're doing elbow blows to each other's like heads yep again yep they're and just clubbering elbows back and forth. Literally, I had my hands over my face <laughs> during some of these. Some of these hits are so, like, how are their brains standing up to this? Uh, so and I can tell you that Suzuki looks like it's not holding up well. Internally, <laughs> there's something crazy. <laughs> something has been, broken something, inside. Yeah, something is knocked loose by all that because they are hard hard hits <laughs> they do end up both tagging back out which leads to saber continuing to beat the shit out of yano trapping him in all sorts of different submissions mm-hmm. before hitting a lobo and then a trapped armbar for the submission victory yeah so how i have it written down um it's Zack Sabre Jr. blocks a, a low blow. Or blocks a low blow, yes, that's what I meant to say. He, yeah, so ya- Yano's, uh, Yano goes for uh, uh, essentially a, a ball punch. Yep. And Zack Sabre Jr. catches it with his knees and 
And then turns that into an armbar. Yeah, into a submission was just awesome. <laughs> Such a cool transition. It was a great transition. So I enjoyed that a lot. And then, uh, and then once the match ends, they start sword fighting with chairs. Yep, and they just continue to go at it. <laughs> they can't be stopped. It's awesome. Ugh, this, so good. Yeah. So the hard hits submissions. It's like a 50-50 of things I wouldn't like, but they made it work. <laughs> I gave this match four stars. Four stars. Four stars. I love it. I fucking love this match. Ooh, it was a damn good match. It's, it's a, a good it, match. It's a fun introduction to a four very important people in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, which is it's part of the reason why I picked this show is a lot of these undercard matches, they're not having the big blow-away feud-ending matches that you see towards the main event side of things, but it introduces you to a lot of these players. That are yeah. very important to New Japan and have those kinds of matches. Also, like seeing Suzuki and seeing Suzuki and Ishii go one on one, yeah, is fucking mind blowing. No doubt, because it's just that nonstop. Yeah, and for I like fifteen feel, minutes. I feel bad for their skulls. That's <laughs> oh, so good. My God, it's so brutal. If there's one match that just any normal Joe watching wrestling could probably enjoy, it would probably be this one. It's a good match because it's not crazy long. It's full of fucking brutality. Oh, 100%. And no blood, shockingly. No, no. But it, it's 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 a very hard-hitting match with some good technicality, which normally I do not appreciate, but I really did in this match. So, like I said, four stars. What did you give it? I went three and a half. Really? Three and a half. Oh, you pussy. I liked it more than the opening you match. Puss. It's a good spot for it to sit in. Is three and a half. It's a good match. It's a really good match. It's a really good match. Also, I think I have a bit of a curve, like you don't. Yes. Where I have to kind of. I mean, I understand what's coming. I'm too. easily wowed. <laughs> um, Compared to the WWE, I'm easily right. wowed. Uh, after this, we get the never open weight championship match. Uh, Hiroki Goto defending against Taichi and Michael Elgin. This fucking Tai Chi guy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes out in like a Victorian like era like outfit. This guy's ridiculous looking. Mm-hmm. And it's 100%. wonderful. <laughs> you're you're behind Tai Chi. I think he he's probably a giant pussy. <laughs> uh, another match I didn't realize. See, uh th- see this is with a the three-way match. Yes. I expected it to be another tag team. <laughs> another guy to come out. Exactly. I was expecting a fourth guy, um, but there wasn't. And uh, didn't, does Tai Chi come out with a girl? Yes. 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 He has a valet, one of the few in New Yeah, Japan, there weren't but... many out here, out in this match. Uh, right off the bat, Tai Chi dives to the outside. Well, the other two fight him. Well, fight amongst themselves. Because mm-hmm. it's what he does. He's a filthy, dirty heel. He is. While the two gentlemen fight, uh, slides back in to try to snatch a win. Of course, it doesn't work. So yeah. he jumps out again because he sucks. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I want to know actually is uh, Michael Elgin. What was his name? Big Mike, right? They call yeah. him Big Mike. Mm-hmm. He comes out with like this American like flag, like colored. Like, just not an actual American flag, but it's blue, white, and red. Right. And, like, the his buttons to his suit are giant barbells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something you would assume that uh, Ryback would have. I could see that. Because he's, like, a knockoff Ryback. He's a better Ryback. 
that's actually true uh and we can get into that in a second <laughs> but tai chi and this guy make goto look so plain jane <laughs> yeah goto's goto's okay goto just comes out but and he's he, just goto like whatever he, man he can blend into the background sometimes unfortunately yeah but right off the back uh and this goes to your point big mike he gets some air off of his jump. He does. He can't, can move. He's surprisingly athletic for his size. Yeah, he looks athletic. Yes, uh, before too long, uh, Elgin is down as Tai Chi tries to shake hands with Goto before Goto suplexes him all over the goddamn place mm-hmm. uh, before they go out. And then this is where Mike, Big Mike, it's that goddamn... Tope con Hilo over the top rope. Yeah. That's a big ass dive from big ass Mike. Big ass Mike. Man. Crashes to the outside. Uh, back inside. Goto dumps Elgin with another Saito suplex. Taiki catches him with a Genyami in the corner. Then a running clothesline for a near fall. And this is where Tai Chi chooses to rip off his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To reveal the smallest pair of trunks a man can wear. Very small. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, uh, uh, Mike does like a double suplex, which is awesome. Um, I don't know if you said that or not. Not yet. But okay. Yes. I, yeah, I couldn't remember where it is in this match specifically. I didn't take as many detailed notes. No, no. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, but he does a, a killer double suplex to both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, before long, um, we get into a spot where Goto is going for a superplex from the top rope, and then Elgin flips into position for a power bomb, mm-hmm. which leads to both what they call the Tower of Doom spot. Something been done before, yeah. But the way Elgin like flips into it is a neat little touch, yeah. Make a cool big spot. Uh, Elgin tries to focus on Goto, doing clothesline to get us no further towards, and then we get. An ocean cyclone suplex, Ooh. which is that crazy ass suplex you were thinking about. Okay, which is right. awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome suplex. <laughs> Goto backdrops his way out of more stuff. We get an Iranagi to start going back to lariats and headbutts, big old headbutts, a lot of headbutts, a lot of headbutts. Uh, we get a Yushigoroshi to Elgin. Um. Then we get more and more near falls. And this is where Tai Chi, that sneaky bastard, sneaks in with his mic stand. Oh, yeah. Doing behind the back shots. Unable to get the pin, of course, because he still sucks. There is a move before that, and that they, oh, ca- yeah. they called out. It's called the electric chair. Yes, the electric chair drop. Look fucking brutal. They can be. Very they, brutal moves. Yeah. So uh, Without a doubt. Uh, that's a great move. And then, yes, I also have Tai Chi takes out both dudes with his fucking mic stand, which yeah. they could have chose better camera angles to really sell the I hit. Mean, things happen. I'm just saying. Things happen. Yeah. Uh, we get a buckle bomb by Elgin, and then a second one where he picks up Tai Chi and jumps him into Goto. So they're both stacked up in the corner. And then we get a big-ass Elgin bomb for the pin. Michael Elgin becomes your new and first Westerner to hold the never-open-weight title. Yeah. Um, at first, I didn't care for this match, and then it picked up steam. Just yeah. like so yeah. many of these matches. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely slow starting, kind of filling yeah. each other out, and then builds and builds and builds. Absolutely. Um, but it was a solid match overall. Yeah. I, I actually liked it. Um, it went, once it started picking up, and Big Mike is much better than I expected him to be. I right. Tai Chi was better than I expected him <laughs> to be. So through and through, I thought it was a solid match. What would you give it? I went three stars. Three stars as well. Three stars. It's a good, solid, middle-of-the-card match. Yes. For sure. I agree. Moving along, we have another tag match. <laughs> uh, yeah. This time for the IWGP Tag Team Championships, we have Los Intergonables de Japan, the team of Evil and Sonata, versus the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. Also known, what, as the Bullet Club? They are part of the Bullet Club, Bullet, yes. Part of the Bullet Club. Yes. Something that you'll see with New Japan is everything is very faction-based. Yes. They're all a part of a team. Yeah. Whether it's Suzuki Goon, Bullet Club, Chaos, everyone's a part of something. Like MMA. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, uh... <sighs> the Young Bucks don't look very in shape. They look fantastic. They look okay. And what? They're not as bulky. When they maybe they, they come, no, they come out and they they're flexing and they're not defined. Like they're so, fine. They are. <laughs> what do I? Uh, I think uh, I think I have it written down that Young Bucks is one half Heath Slater, the other half <laughs> Hardy Boy facial hair. It's what I have them down. Oh, they look you. ridiculous. That's the point. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have the Young Bucks, and then uh, who else was it? It was Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata. Yes. yes. Um, Nick and Sonata get us going. Uh, straight in with some big guns. Evil looks like a Final Fantasy character. 100%. He comes out wearing some fucking get-up like a Final Fantasy character. (laughs) The big-ass scythe. Exactly. That is... I do not... I do not refute that at all. (laughs) That's good. Uh, We got a double league frog that doesn't end with a dropkick, but rather a springboard arm drag. Mm -hmm. As the Bucks take the early advantage, taking the champions outside as Nick hits a big-ass eye to the outside while Matt paces around. Sonata's in to dump Matt with a sidewalk slam before tossing him outside as the guard railings come into play. Matt kept in the ring as the champions wore him down with neck breakers and chin locks before Matt's bad back started to flare up. Oh, man. That's something that's been an ongoing thing Yeah. Uh, with him as his back goes out and he struggles to continue with it, which becomes the story of this whole match. Yeah. Tried to tag out to Nick, but Evil's kicked him off the apron, so there's no one to tag. He's stranded all alone in the ring. Ooh. Uh, Evil catches him before tagging in to try and fend off the champion single-handedly. Or before Matt tries to tag in, I should say. Or no, Nick. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Nick tags in, trying to take him both out before he kicks the ring post. Yes. Fucks his foot up. Yeah, he kicked it pretty hard, it sounded like. Which is a problem, because they like their super kicks. Yeah. In case you didn't notice. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> they love kicking. Super kicks for days. Yes. Uh, so we got a broken foot with one, a broken back with the other. And this is where the pace slows down a little bit. As the 
Los Indigonables take over. Mm-hmm. Get some heat on these guys. Nick keeps going for super kicks, even though this kid always fucking hurts his foot when he does it. But he still goes for him anyway. There's one point after he hurts his leg that he botches their special. And yes, they're going for the melter driver. Okay. Which is, uh, Matt has the one person in the position for a tombstone. Yes. And then Nick will do a springboard to the top rope, front flip into an assisted pile driver. Yes. Cool ass move. Yeah. Uh, but as part of the story with his hurt foot, mm-hmm. he does a springboard to the rope, but falls because he can't stand because his foot hurts so bad. See, that's one thing I really appreciate about this match and some of the other ones is that something like that type of injury, like... In WWE, it would be like it happened for like 10 seconds, and then since the matches don't last as long, they just kind of let it go. Right. Like, oh, it hurts, and then they would do yeah. their moves, and then, oh, it hurts again, Yeah, even though I've done all the moves on it <laughs> exactly. without a problem. So that's why I kind of appreciated this a little bit more, uh, being that like they <laughs> they really committed to the injury to yeah, s- sometimes yeah. just completely botching and falling, <laughs> yeah. like trying to, to do... sell the injury. Yeah, and I, I really did appreciate that from uh, most of these people who did that. That was definitely a good move. I'm trying to fucking figure out where that was. Uh, head scissors to help Nick escape a magic killer as Matt returned to help set up a double superplex which evil counters into a tower of doom so we get yeah. everybody from the top rope all the way to the ground yes nice and big power um, Sonata just keeps kicking Nick's foot uh, <laughs> Nick tries to use it because that's seemingly all he has Sonata floats in with a skull end Matt uses the turnbuckle servers and lifts Sonata up and for an indie taker and this is where Evil pulls him down as they're back in for the skull end. Matt catches Evil in a sharpshooter to prevent the interference. But Sonata catches him in a skull end. So it's a weird position where one has one in a submission while the other has the other in a submission. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of submissions and reversals. And then Nick hits a missile drop kick to break everything up. Wow, that was a cool, that was a fun little spot for yeah. sure. Uh, Evil's back in to hit Darkness Falls on Matt for a near fall. Matt counters Everything is Evil, which is the name of Evil's finisher. I would assume. Scooped up for another indie taker. And this is where Nick falls off the top rope when he tries to hit it. Uh, LIJ hit their version of it for a near fall. Instead, we get another magic killer. Nick dives in to keep this match. I thought that was the finish. Yeah. Like when I first saw this, I was like, okay, well, that's how they fucked up and they're going to lose the match. But nope. Nick dives in to keep it going. Um, we get a plot, plancha from Sonata, keeping him on the outside. Evil and Magic stayed in the ring. Another counter to Everything is Evil into a backslide for a near fall. Matt manages another lariat as they try to fend off some double teaming, uh, which leads to a swinging skull end, which left Matt down. He's able to avoid a moonsault as he spears Sonata instead. As another fractally paced series starts, Ends with Sonata springboarding into a super kick, no. which is a fun spot. And then they hit their original finish, the more bang for your buck, which is a it's a rolling senton into a moonsault into a 450. Yeah, it's like, just saying too many things. He did the slam, and they did the flip, and they did the other flip. There we go. It was to the slam. It's a cool-ass series of moves, and yeah. Young Bucks pick up their first heavyweight New Japan tag team titles. Yeah. Um, 
I, I thought I was going to really dislike this match just by seeing the people in it. Okay. And it starts off fast and furious. It does. They go right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, high-flying, everything that I love about uh, wrestling. Uh, the Young Bucks, they look like shit. I got to say, they killed it. <laughs> killed it in this match. Good. I'm glad they got you on board at least by the end there. No, they had, yeah, no. Well, they had me like right off the bat as soon as they like essentially jump out of the ring to attack before, <laughs> before the bell even rings. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, there was a lot of great reversals, a lot of uh, great high flying. It was fast. Uh, I gave this match four stars. Four stars as well. I really enjoyed this a match good a lot. Match. Yeah. It's good tag team wrestling. It was. It's like, it's what, once again, there's almost always four people <laughs> in the ring at any given time. Yeah, makes it exciting. The ref does not give a fuck, which is fine. <laughs> it just made for a better match, so I really did appreciate this match. Shane? All right. Up next, we have a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. We get Hiroshi Tanahashi, Justin, Jush, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Versus the Bullet Club, which is Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. Not as much to say about this match. Um, it was a fine middle-of-the-card match to kind of cool you down after a really exciting match. <sighs> the problem is when you have a match like this after a match like that, it makes me worry. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I worried that like I just saw the best match of the night. Right? Did it peak? Yeah, exactly. Because I was pumped to see Cody Rhodes. Cody's I, great. I haven't seen him in such a long time. He comes out with bleach blonde hair. Yeah, he looks like an '80s movie villain. He, he looks cracked out. He looks <laughs> fucking cracked out. They call him a pansexual. Yeah. <laughs> at they, one point, things happen. Uh, and uh. I don't know. Like, I don't know any of these other guys. They're part of the... These guys aren't part of the Bullet Club, are they? Yes. Okay, they are. Um, Hangman and Skrull. Mm -hmm. Liger, I could give two shits about. Liger's great. Liger, his costume is fucking ridiculous. It's always been, but that's the point. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I can't even remember. He came out in white? Yep. White dragon. He has real good hair. Okay, I'm not crazy then. And then Rey Mysterio comes yeah, out. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. And don't get me wrong, I was, I'm like, okay, maybe Rey Mysterio is really gonna like prove me wrong. And he wrestled very well. Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio was doing like old style Rey Mysterio yeah, moves. No, in he this. can. He can do that still. He can still do that. So I'm like, wh what? Why? Once again, it's one of those things where you see it and you're like, why isn't the WWE <laughs> utilizing what this guy can do anymore? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But. Uh, oh yeah, I have Liger comes out looking like a f <laughs> a Power Ranger raped by a lion. <laughs> <laughs> um. This, uh, I I don't very I don't have very many notes. No, we, it was we don't need to cover this one <laughs> as much as we did the other one. Um, some of the nice there was nice spots. I thought the best part was probably with Ray and Marty mm. uh, in the ring together. They those two worked really really well together. Uh, yeah. Marty Skrull is a really good wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't get as much screen time necessarily as some of the other guys, but I've always appreciated Marty Skrull and. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he gets his due someday. I think he's a fantastic wrestler for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and then it was, as you said, good to see Cody again because Cody's a great dude. Love Cody. You know see more of him. I love the roads. Um, so yeah, we're not going to cover too much of this because whatever. Uh, Unfortunately, I'll, but I'll, all I remember is the double double six one nine. Yes, he does hit six one nine in both Hangman and Marty Scroll. Yeah, and both did, at once. He didn't kill anybody this time. <sighs> that was the freak accident. <laughs> Uh, it does end with Cody picking up the win after hitting a crossroads. I went two and three quarter. Yeah. I think it was okay. It wasn't a blow away match by any means, but. I, I wrote two stars. Sure. Just because, once again, compared to even WWE standards that I'm used to, this is still better. <laughs> this is still better <laughs> than so many more matches. It's just compared to, like, the previous matches I had saw, it's very lacking in comparison. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Moving along to something more exciting to talk about for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, we have Hiromo Takahashi versus Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiromu won the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which is what led to him getting a title match for the junior title. Yes. This match. Good lord. This was an okay match. To me, just okay. It was better than the previous one, but it wasn't as good as the Young Bucks or Suzuki okay. match. Okay. Uh, my first note is Offspray yells, "Fuck you, you little cunt." Yeah, no, he's he does that. <laughs> so, and I'm okay with that. Right there, he had me at "fuck you, little cunt." Uh, they come sprinting out of the gate, just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, belly to belly in the corner. Lots of counters into yeah. counters into counters. So much cool shit. Just dumping dudes on their goddamn heads. Flippy dippy stuff for Flippy days. <laughs> um, there's some of the bigger spots. And there's one point where... um, Oh, what was it? He... Osprey goes to hit a Stormbreaker... Which gets countered into a code red. That's when he did the flippy thing onto his head. Yes. And then Will Ospreay is standing upright after getting hit. Yeah. Romo very quickly jumps up and grabs him into a triangle choke. Uh, which leads to Osprey picking him up. Yeah. And kind of power bombing him. Yeah. But onto his head. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of moments Whew. in here where people do tombstones mm-hmm. that look very brutal. Yes. Uh, that made me uncomfortable. I do have hit him with that Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget what it was, though, That what type of move that was. It's a... It's a... F- I couldn't explain it. It doesn't matter. It's a good flippy move. It's a good... I'll explain that Uh, much. Osprey has some good high flying in this match. I'll give it to him. Yes, Osprey is a man that does too much. Yeah, and then some brutal reversals by Osprey to uh, Takahashi on his head. Lots on his head. Yeah. uh, And uh, crazy sunset bomb by Takahashi from over the top rope yeah that's something that he fell in love with doing is doing that sunset bomb to the floor over the top rope to the floor it was like what no (laughs) it was it was i think fortuitous because osprey for whatever dumbass reason in his mind 
wanted to take it to the pavement instead of into the mats. Yes. But luckily for him, he held on a little too long. Mm-hmm. So his movement was diverted into the folded up pads. Yes. Instead of onto the hard concrete floor. Yeah. He was like half and half. He, he was safer oh, yeah. than he would have been dead. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> oh, man. It, it looked fucking ballsy, and I'd be pissing my pants if I had to do that move onto some open-ass concrete, man. So no, that, thank so, you. So that fucking sunset bomb from uh, Takahashi is pretty fucking crazy. And then there's a, a fucking crazy butterfly pile driver yes. that looked brutal as shit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, which leads to... Very shortly thereafter, we get a Death Valley driver into the turnbuckles, mm-hmm. uh, just driving him as hard as he shit can oh, into that thing. Drive me. And then Hiromo picks him up, hits the time bomb, and we have a new champion. Yes. Hiromo Takahashi. I loved everything about this match. This is a good match. It was a good match. Four and a half stars. Wow. Four and a half. Really? So good. I see. I didn't I think love it was that I love Takahashi. Both these guys. It, it was a solid. Mm. It was a solid match. I give it three. Three. Uh and I. I mean, the high points are definitely some of the, uh, you know, pile drivers and that sunset bomb was crazy. I just didn't feel like as invested for some reason in this match as I did like the Young Bucks or the Suzuki match. But I still thought it was a very good match. In yeah. fairness, originally I had it at a four. Okay. Uh, but I knocked it down to a three, and I'll tell you why once we get to the match. That okay. made me kind of revisit a little some of my scoring system on this. So fair enough. But our next match. Next up, our semi-main event. We have Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. who you may be familiar with. Wrestling against Taitsu Naito for the Intercontinental. Naito! 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 Come on, Naito! Intercontinental Championship. All right, so go ahead and say what you got to say about Chris Jericho's look. Because I'm sure you got something <laughs> to say. He looks like a fucking moron in this. <laughs> All right. One, he's so out of shape. <laughs> he, he looks like he's been on a drinking bender for the past like six months. He hasn't been doing anything with the WWE. He comes out in like some clockwork orange face paint, which I think the announcer actually calls out. But he That's calls what it, he was going for. Like as soon as I like saw it, I was like clockwork orange. But like. That's what he was going for. You know, so uh, fair. And so I'm like, in that aspect, I'm like, okay, like, I kind of like, I'm like, all right, I I get it. And I'm glad he's coming out as something a little bit different than just his normal Jericho look. Because when I saw him on the promo for this, Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck you, Shane. You're making me watch. (laughs) You're making me watch something with Jericho. You know how I feel about Jericho. Uh, but he doesn't even come out like he does in the promo. If he no. was in the mm-hmm. promo like that, I wouldn't even recognize him, probably. <laughs> Fair Cause enough. Because he come out looking like Michael Jackson with a stupid hat on and, and a scarf and then face paint on. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, <sighs> but I So, I do like this look for Jericho. <laughs> okay. okay. He look, he look, but his eyes look so bloodshot. He looks oh, like he was. He looks like he was just fucking blazing up in the back before and this he match. He probably caught a flight that landed like an hour before this match started. <laughs> he, he looked tired. He looked tired in this match. 
Uh, right off the bat, before the bell even rings, before Naito can even get his damn entrance gear off to get into his ring gear, Jericho pounces him and just proceeds to beat the fuck out of him. Absolutely. Which is exciting. Which is sad, because I really like Naito's suit. It was a very nice white suit. It's a nice suit. It's a nice Final Fantasy Victorian. <laughs> a, bi- a very big thing with these Asian wrestlers to dress like. They uh, look good. They want to look good for their I matches. I mean, it works for the culture, I think, for sure. I think if I were it, I would look like some goth kid trying to be cool. <laughs> it wouldn't look cool on me. Um, Jericho beats the shit out of him, as I said, throwing a guardrail onto him, suplexes him onto the concrete, throws a tripod on top of him, mm-hmm. steals the timekeeper's table, power bombs him through the power through the table. T- t- those Japanese tables are fucking hard to break. Those look thick. He went through it. Those look thicker. Ouch. Tables happen early in this match. Oof. Physically, Jericho looks awful. <laughs> he looks fine. He looks terrible. He looks awful. If my uncle was wrestling, that's what Jericho looked like. My <laughs> uncle wrestling. Uh, Jericho continues the assault before hitting a DDT onto another table, which he does not go through. He bounces off of it instead. I noticed that, and I was like, did they expect that? Because they should have. This table's very thick. <laughs> uh, now the match actually fucking starts as Jericho yells to the referee to ring the fucking bell. True. Jericho enjoys being able to use the F word vociferously multiple times, calling Naito a fuckface. (laughs) Not only that, he's just screaming his opponent's name. Naito! Naito! Like, over and over and over again. He's mocking him. I don't know if he is. Honestly, I... Before he started doing this, I forgot the na- guy's name was Naito, and I thought he was like saying some Japanese word over and over again. It's Naito. Like, yeah, Naito. And uh, eventually his makeup starts running, and he just looks like a sad clown. You know? uh, Naito is bloody at this point, getting all over his nice white suit. That's true. Uh, butterfly backbreaker, lion salt. Just beating the shit out of Naito. Not letting Naito get a lick in at all. Yeah. Uh, locks in the walls of Jericho, but Naito breaks the hole, getting into the ropes. Actually manages to take off some of his ring gear, at this or get into his ring gear, I yeah. should say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goes back on the offense there for a little bit before Jericho takes back over. Yeah. And just continues to beat the shit out of each other before going back outside again. They like brawling in the crowd. They do. They they did that quite a few times. Uh, Naito on the offense. Goes to pile drive Jericho through that same table, only to once again bounce off the table. <laughs> I know this table is fucking resilient, <laughs> and it's it's not even like one of those ones in WWE where it has the thin ass legs. Right. Like when you look at it, like these these tables are meant to be tables. <laughs> these are two grown men <laughs> falling very hard yeah. onto it. This is like, it doesn't move. Yeah, an inch. Yeah, they didn't go to Art Man to buy this. Like they bought it at like a nice <laughs> a nice <laughs> place that sells tables that are meant to last you at like at least ten years. It's solid. And yeah, it was not having it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that table was not having it. Uh, Jericho gets back, brought back inside. Naito hits a pretty. Brutal looking Mitchell drop kick right to the back of his head. Uh, Naito with a big ass top rope 
Rana, which is countered into a Walls of Jericho. Yes. It was a cool little spot there for sure. The crowd was chanting Y2J at some point. There were moments they were that. getting behind him for sure. But they're more behind Naito overall. Really? I thought they were more behind Jericho. No, they like Naito. I don't know. Naito. <laughs> uh, cool ass big tornado DDT on uh, by Naito into Jericho. Jericho retaliates with another walls, which almost led to a submission, but Naito manages to just make it to the ropes in time. He almost passes out. Almost. It was I close. Recall. It was yes. very close. Naito tries for a Destino, which is his finisher, uh, which counters into another roll-up, but does not count. Fruit. Um, <laughs> Naito does hit a Destino this time, but Jericho is able to reach out to the ropes. Naito is also bloody on his cheek at this point. It got cut open again by something. Who knows what? Uh, yeah, I, I tried to catch that one. I, I didn't. Uh, at this point, he runs into a code breaker by Jericho for another near fall. Uh, tries the Destino again, but is blocked, which turns into a lion salt. Jericho ends up on his back. Jericho avoids the Destino, shoves the ref, and hits a low blow. Yeah, so I feel like in any other match, shoving a ref would be like an instant disqualification. It wasn't like he even did it accidentally. He very purposely shoved this fucking ref. <laughs> I mean... So yeah. he should have just been disqualified for pushing the ref for nearly it's no reason. Ref's discretion. Maybe he didn't want to end it on a DQ. I guess. This was Red go. Bottoms? Was it Red Bottoms in this red one? Red Shoes. Red Shoes? Not Red Bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. That's a different guy. What, was it? No, I don't think it was. Because there's, I think there's multiple refs, but there's one that's very prominent throughout this, which we haven't discussed, and he's got red shoes on. That's kind of his thing. Yes, uh, and which is great. I appreciate him. Uh, also, something I failed to mention throughout this pay per view, uh, one of the most brutal things about this, other than like some of the stiffness in the Suzuki match, is the the sounds of head kicks. Yes are absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yes. Like, legitimately, like, I know that they're hitting in a way for the most part mm. to to really sell it. Some are actually just getting fucking kicked in their head like Sometimes. Dolph Ziggler does all the time. <laughs> uh, but the sound they make, not only that, the, sla- the chops. Yes, the, the chops are vicious. The chops on the chest or the back Oof. with the hand. Oof. My God, they are so audible. It is horrifying. And not just audible, like real. Like these wrestlers' chests are like turning purple from like bruising, from being slapped Mm -hmm. so fucking hard. And that's, I think that what reminded me was the cut on his cheek because I remember they get into a slapping match uh, shortly after where Jericho's slapping like this, the uh, Naito. Um, I know. After he gets cut, I'm like, man, if I had a cut on my cheek, I wouldn't let the guy be slapping me <laughs> as hard as he could. You wouldn't think so. Like, it's just going to bust open more, guy. I get uh, it, but you're you're risking your facial looks for a slap from Jericho. Like, don't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, of course, this does lead, as I said, the low blow leads to a code breaker for the mm-hmm. win. Jericho is your new... Intercontinental Champion See, from New Japan. It, yeah, I was surprised by that. Honestly, I, I expected Jericho to lose. Yeah. 
Uh, I think most people did. Yeah. Honestly, I thought this was one of the most sloppy matches of the night. Oh, you're crazy. I thought I thought this was a, a the worst match of the night. Oh. Easily. Oh. And that's not even to say, like, Jer- oh. Jericho, you know how I feel about Jericho. I went into this with a blank slate, and I was like, everything I've seen up to this point has been very good. Will this be very good? I didn't think so. I oh. think this was the worst match of the night. Oh. I thought it was sloppy. So, so many of the moves that uh, like Naito went to go set up for in just didn't work out timing wise with Jericho. I just, I don't know if they chemistry wise, it was off. There was just something very sloppy about this match, which you could like physically see it it wasn't on point. Like the other ones were, I gave this one a two. I I should have given it a one, but still it was better than anything I've seen in WWE in the past year or even two years that I can remember. Um, so I gave it a two. I went four and a quarter. You're fucking insane. Great, You're an match. idiot. This was a terrible match. That was good. Oh my god. Good violent brawling, which was different from anything else we'd really seen on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside, lots of table use, which was fun to see. Just brutality on display, which was nice. Uh, Naito, I love Naito. Naito. Naito's good. I love Jericho. He's one of the best wrestlers oh, of all time. He's god. just getting started. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> He is his, over. He is the current champion. You hope. He is. Oh, my God. He's defending against Naito at Some, Wrestle Kingdom again. Somebody please go watch this match and tell us who's right. Is I'm it right. me or is it Shane? Because this is easily the sloppiest match of the night, <sighs> even compared to the Cody Rhodes match. <sighs> and that match was boring in comparison to all the other matches. Killing me. This one was still kind of shit. Just killing and so I thought, that's it. I this this is gonna be terrible. I was like they, I was like this is Jericho. He's one of the biggest stars out there. If they can't get him to sell a good match, what's the next match gonna be? Is it gonna be any good? I don't think I want to watch that last match. In fact, I didn't even think it was the last match because there's a fucking hour and ten minutes left in this <laughs> wrestling match. Yes, I'm like. Okay, so there's two matches left. <laughs> there's not two matches there's left. There's not Shane. two matches there's left. There's one match left that goes for an hour and ten minutes. It does. If not longer than that. Uh, we have Kenny Omega facing Kazuchika Okada in a two out of three falls, no time limit match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yes. Uh... Once I realized this was the final match, I was like, how is this match going to go on for this long? <laughs> and I didn't realize it was a best two out of three falls match mm-hmm. in, until like 20 minutes in, which no pinfalls have happened. No, it takes a while. <laughs> 20 minutes in, not even 30 minutes in probably. It's a, it's a little after the 20 minute mark the first fall comes. Like, I... Oh my gosh. Uh... The crowd, like, the crowd's been behind, you know, they're they're very much more clapping mm-hmm. than, than anything. Yeah, it's a different culture. It's a different culture, so they're clapping. They'll do a little chanting if the hype man gets up for it. Right. When this match starts, 
the crowd's going nuts. Oh yeah, so from the, the bell. Fucking before the bell. Before the bell. <laughs> They're already the, on. The crowd is hyped about this match, and uh, like you said, it's between Kenny Omega and Okada. I've heard these names before. Yeah, I've heard yeah, you speak sure. of these names. Absolutely. Before. There's a reason. Yeah, and so this <laughs> this match starts off incredibly traditional. Yes, it is. They are. It is a slow build. This is a because slow they know build. they have to go for an hour. <laughs> they don't want to start off with a the, banger. The longest match that I can recall watching and being interested in, in wondering when when will this end, and um, I, I so it starts off so slow, and you know how I feel about this. <laughs> you know how much I hate slow traditional wrestling. Sure, sure. Um, so, so I'm watching this and I'm just in. I'm wondering. Um, so this is I. I you have very detailed notes on like all the. You cannot possibly have every special that gets hit within this hour and ten minute. I mean, I, I do, you but do not read all of those. <laughs> I I swear to God, if you read, because there is so. Much. There's a lot that happens. There's in this match. so much that happens. I mean, we don't have to go beat for beat. If you just want to talk about the match, that's fine. Let's just talk about the match, okay? Because I think that I think that paints it in a better, sure, a better light sure. than covering it step by step with something that's so long. Um, the crowd. Oddly enough, I I expected this crowd to be behind Okada. Mm-hmm. They're not. No, they want to see Kenny win. Which is crazy, because if, if you don't gather from the name, uh, Kenny Omega is a white dude. Yep, Canadian. Uh, well, I didn't say where... I'm just saying he's Canadian. Say, he's a Canadian white dude, very well built, and then Okada... He's fucking shredded. He's fucking shredded. <laughs> don't say he's very well built. He's very he well built. I got, he's shredder. <laughs> yeah, and then Okada is your traditional like Japanese wrestler. You, well, uh, Not even that, he's 6'3". Okada? He's a fucking big dude, man. I didn't realize. 6'3", 230. Okay, I mean, that's fair. He's I didn't, a big man. I didn't know how how tall he was. So for Also, for an Asian guy, that is taller. That is atypical. Very atypical. Um, but this match picks up really quick after that. There's like... Almost like five, seven minutes of yeah. It's just of, a lot. It's all the groundwork, wrist locks, a lot of behind the locks. back holds. Yeah, they do have a, a fun exchange pretty early on where Okada gets Omega in the ropes and mm-hmm. goes to punch him, and then stops and then just pats yeah. him on the shoulder. It was fun to see the back and forth between these guys. And then Omega reverses it and does the exact same thing. Yeah, like just playing mind games with each other a bit. They, the thing that you may not be aware: this is the fourth match they've had together. Okay. Um, it started all the way back at the Wrestle Kingdom of the previous year. Um, that's it's something that makes this match extraordinarily special because this is the culmination of basically eighteen months of Kenny winning the G One. Okay. Uh, the previous year, which yes, I'm sorry, I got I can confuse myself for a second. Uh, there's every year they do what's called the G One Climax. It's a tournament which in 20 competitors fight it out to win the tournament just by wrestling each other, winning points. Sure. I'll explain it some other day. But essentially, the winner of that gets to challenge for the title at Wrestle Kingdom, okay. which is basically their WrestleMania. It's the biggest show of the year. Like That's a 
big fucking accomplishment they should be able to get to do. Yeah. Kenny was the first gaijin or American wrestler or non-Japanese wrestler to win it Fair. in its history. Yeah. Uh, so it was a big fucking deal. So he got the challenge against Okada mm-hmm. and went in and they went close to a fucking hour and one of the best matches I've ever seen at the time. Sure. And Okada won. Omega couldn't quite get there. Uh, they ended up rematching a couple months later, which ended in a draw. Uh, Okada could not get to the finish. He could not beat Okada, that, or could not beat Omega that time. The third match they had was in the G1 this year. Um, in which Omega won. He beat Okada. Okay. Of course, that was just the, the tournament match. It wasn't for the title. So at this point, they're one, one, and one, which leads to Okada calling out Kenny, saying, "I need to beat you. I need to know that I'm better than you. I'm not happy tying with you." So it wasn't just like Kenny earned his shot and he's going to come back and try to fight again. Yeah. Okada demanded the match. Gotcha. Which makes it even a bit more special. It's like I need to beat you. Which led to the special stipulation. It's like there's no no call out, no caveats, no way you can talk. It's two out of three falls. There has to be a definitive winner and, who and, is best. And from what I gathered, uh, especially from the like just the short amount of what I saw of the post show, mm-hmm. um, uh, Okada is a very big player in New Japan. Yes. Um, coming into this match, he has... He had both become the longest reigning IWGP champion in history, mm-hmm. uh, had the most successful title defenses in history. Um, he was over 500 days as champion. Okay. Like, it's very likely the best title reign of any company ever. Gotcha. Like, the craziest run of the best fucking matches against everyone. Fucking Okada, man. Okada, man. <laughs> Oh god, man. Uh like I said, this match picks up very quickly. Yes. Uh it's uh Kenny Omega seems to like to use his legs yes. and knees a lot. Lots against... of kicks. Uh, he does what's called the V trigger. My fucking god. I... <laughs> this thing scares Whew. me. It is a very, very fast, it's fast rising knee right to your goddamn face. I don't like it. <laughs> It makes me feel uncomfortable every time they say the word. V-trigger. Yeah, I'm like, this dude's dead. He's <laughs> he's about to kill Okada for, like, the ninth time. Ugh. Like, because you see it in the, like, after a while, I was really looking for how they sold it. And mm. I could tell, like, they're, they're hitting, like, the lower part of his leg against yeah. his chest to make yeah. that pop. But there was some times where it looked like it came so close they, to his face. They are both very good wrestlers. God, I hope so because <laughs> like the first time I saw it, I was like this dude shouldn't have teeth left. <laughs> this dude all of his teeth are shattered. Like so I it's it, it, great move, great terrifying move and I yes. and I fear if whoa, that was Shane. That was not me that time. <laughs> I fear like if you don't have somebody that you that is good that is prepared to take that sort of thing 
That is a concussion waiting to happen in a heartbeat. If you're a good wrestler, if like Dolph Kenny Ziggler, Omega is. If Dolph Ziggler was in that ring, he would be dead. Well, he, would, <laughs> he would put his head towards the knee faster. <laughs> he would take it. Which would, is not what you do. <laughs> he absolutely would. And not only the hard-ass uh, V-triggers, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. When, uh, V-trigger. Chops up the wazoo. Oh, for sure. These are some hard chops they're hitting with Okada, too. Okada's chest is purple with chops, man. (laughs) Like, just bruised. Bruised so badly. It's crazy. Uh, Shortly after the 20-minute mark, we do get our first pinfall, uh, where Okada traps Kenny in just a scissor pin. Um, It was... (laughs) Seeing it happen live, it was like, oh, God. Because it came out of nowhere. There was no big move. There was no finisher. It was just, he just traps him in a scissor pin. Yeah. And it goes up one nothing. You're like, well, fuck. Kenny has to fight back 2 nothing now to try to win this damn thing. Yeah. The, uh, there is three things I want to touch on before that first pin. Yeah. Uh, it is a high-risk jump from Omega. Oh, yes. Out of the ring and over the barrier. Yep, yep. Springboard to the top rope and then all the way all to the outside. The way. Yeah, not, not like on the mats. Past the mat, past the barrier. So if he was even a couple inches off, I mean, he he would have hurt himself pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty great. Um, also, uh, Okada tombstones him on the edge of the apron. <laughs> yep. Which is reminds me why tombstone should not be allowed <laughs> because it's just like this could go so wrong. You're dropping a man literally on his head. And then Okada gets on the top ropes and like double foot like kick like uh, it's almost a drop kick from the top rope mm-hmm. to uh, Kenny Omega uh, directly in his face. There's yep. no selling that. No, one. He, he just, just got dropped. He just got double drop kicked in the face by Ugh. this. Six foot tall Asian dude. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck, man, like crazy. And I'm like, there's still 40 minutes left? How? And they somehow managed to build. They um, did. Just continuing with, continuing to up the pace and yeah. more and more big moves and counters to big moves and counters for counters of big moves. Yeah. Just back and forth. Uh, we do get Rainmaker attempts by Okada. That's that short arm clothesline. Mm-hmm. Which is Wait, a cool ass finisher. It's solid for a clothesline. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got to say real quick that uh, after that first pinfall, I just stopped writing notes because I was just too busy watching this <laughs> there, match. That happened to me the first time I watched it too. Yeah. Like you just, you stop, you can't stop. You can't look away. Yeah. You're just engrossed in everything that's happening. Yeah, which I can't remember a match ever, ever, ever really doing for me that I was that interested. In. So, so good. At, at this point, I mean, we're like twenty five minutes in. We mm-hmm. finally get that first pinfall, and then I just stop writing notes because I just want. I actually just want to watch it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, so I don't have many notes after <laughs> the first pinfall. Right. It it continues to build as we said. Um, we do get a spot. Pretty, pretty shortly after this, where Okada or Omega manages to hit the one wing angel, his finisher. Uh, cool ass move. It, yeah, it's actually a really cool. Um, really cool. Would move. you consider it a suplex or a pile driver? I think they it's cons- closer to it a pile, pile driver. Closer to a pile driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, hits it, and the important thing to note is I don't know if anyone ever since he's been in New Japan has kicked out of 
the one wing angel. Yeah. Like it is the most protected move by far. Yeah. Which is a good thing to do for a finisher. And this is the first, well, not the first time, because in the re- in the very first match, he never hit the one wing angel. Yeah. So there was, that was always the thing kind of going into the next match. It's like he never got to even hit his finisher. So what happens if he does hit it? Can he beat Okada? Mm-hmm. And the second match, he did hit it. But Okada was right in the ropes. So it was a rope uh, break. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the first time he really hit it in the middle of the ring and got the pinfall. He pinned the champion. Yeah. Which led 1-1. Tall tied up. Which, you know what's going to happen. You know it. It's a two out of three. You, you, yeah. You, <laughs> I would I would have been honestly shocked if they would have went with a, uh, like, you know, it's best two out of three. If the person just gets two right off the bat. <laughs> uh, at this point, we're about 50 minutes into the match. Yes. And they still somehow manage to build even further. Um, Okada is gassed. They're Omega bull. is gassed. Yeah, they're These dudes are gassed. tired as fuck. Understandably so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they continue to beat the shit out of each other. Um, at one point, Kenny does hit a Styles Clash. Yeah, which was a cool callback to yeah. AJ Styles' tenure in the company for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Kenny does try. They in a really cool sequence. Um, Kenny tries to hit another one wing angel, which Omega reverses into a tombstone, only for Kenny to reverse that into a package yeah. tombstone. Just cool, cool oh, counters for counters for counters. It was a very That's good fuck. like counterfield ending. Fucking hell, absolutely big moves, big moves. All the live long day. And then at the, they both they both beat the shit out of each other. They're both down, like in the ropes, like next to each other. Mm-hmm. Both looking just the tiredest two men in the world. And Omega rallies, gets a little bit of energy, goes across the ring, and runs at Okada so fucking fast. Yeah. And he hits a big trigger. Oh my god! Through his head, it's, <laughs> it's one. Of, it's he hits it so hard he almost flies to the outside. It's honestly perplexing. <laughs> it's such a brutal move, <sighs> and done at such a fast pace. Like I said, if you get the wrong person on the under other end of that, there's a lawsuit involved. <laughs> Like it's oh, it's man. one of the most brutal like moves I've I've seen in such a long time. Next to whatever that one, I don't even recall what wrestler did it. it was oh Seth Rollins curve stomp. Yeah, curve that stomp. thing was fucking brutal too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like if this guy was doing that move, everybody'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> everybody would be dead because he's doing as hard as he can. Yeah, I re- yeah. And then after that, Omega picks up Okada for one more one wing angel and gets the pin, mm-hmm. becoming your new IWGP champion, ending Okada's historic reign. Yeah, crowd's going wild. Oh, fucking for the last 30 minutes, just nonstop. Yeah, because like, they cut to the crowd a few times throughout this whole thing, and it was pretty much claps and some cheering. During the second half of this match... These people are going crazy like you 100%. haven't like you like it, it's a completely different crowd mm-hmm. at this point of the match. They are going nuts and for good reason. This is one of the longest matches I've ever watched. Yeah, it's for a, one. It is a long match. About I think bell to bell time was about an hour and 9 minutes. It was a long match. That's a long match. 
it was also probably the best match I've ever seen. Like I would agree. It was a fucking amazing match. <laughs> it's so good. It made me it made me like I said, it made me go back and relook at some of my scores mm. and mark some of them down because I was like, why would I have done this if this is what it could have been? <laughs> so to me this match was so good and it proves what wrestling could be. Yes. Not not saying that every match should be an hour and nine minutes. Of course. Long, of course. But you can you can do slow. You can do mm-hmm. technical. Yeah. But what these two wrestlers have is so good and with each other. It's not another bullshit like Jinder Mahal. Like, I don't know how to put it, but I have no backstory to these guys. No. I have nothing to go off. But I can tell you if I watch something like a Jinder Mahal versus whoever match... I wouldn't give two shits about that match compared to what these guys are putting out there, which yeah. is, it, like you said, it happens in the ring. The storytelling happens in the ring with mm. that back and the forth. They're, you know, they're they're in the corner that let the other guy, like, back off. Right. It's just good. This is... If, if it's not the best match, I'm hard-pressed to say what was the best match I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. This would be it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know my... Uh, it's a five. Of course, it's, it's a, a five-star It's match. a five-star fucking match. It's so good. So good. It, it, like, if it wasn't as long as it is, I'd tell anybody to watch it. Um, I can understand why people would be put off by watching an hour and nine-minute match, because if you told me it was an hour and nine-minute match, I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm not going to watch one match for an hour and nine <laughs> minutes. Are you joking me? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's so good. If you got an hour of your time you can set aside, seek out this match. You will yeah. not be disappointed. If there's one match you should watch from this, it's this match. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and I don't even know these wrestlers, but I I hope they never go to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Like When I see some of these people, like the Young Bucks, like they're they're great. They're amazing yeah. at what they do yes, compared so. to what I see all the time that if they ended up going to, uh, it makes me wonder what Finn Balor used to be. He was really good. <laughs> and not to say that he's not really good, but he is suffocated by what, yeah, the, what the WWE must allow him to do. They don't get the creative freedom to do what they want yeah. in the ring. The storytelling is dog shit the writing is dog shit yeah and it just when you don't when the storyline sucks it makes you not care about the wrestler i agree and when you actively don't care about them it kind of doesn't matter what they're doing in the ring yeah especially when it's the same thing every week yeah like as good as the kenny omega okada match was if it was a 20 minute version of this match every week you wouldn't care in two months. That's true. You just you'd be well, just more of this shit. Yeah, it's the difference. It's the change up. It's letting guys do their thing. Yeah, to make a compelling match, and that's what New Japan offers. Yeah, I I mean I gotta say I was I was really taken aback by most of these matches and throughout. Uh, you know it it was all great, and that last match really was just like this is. I'm not sure if I'd say it's the future of wrestling, but it proves what wrestling could be. Yeah, it's it's what wrestling should be. Yeah. It's you it's and the thing is it's not that hard. 
No. Like, it's not the fact that those two are really good wrestlers, which is very much part of it. They're both two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. But letting guys find themselves to do their own thing, to have the creative freedom to try different stuff and go to the ring and do that allows them to become better performers overall. Yeah. And that's... You don't get that in WWE. You don't. You don't. Even some of the... Like I said, some of the people who... You know, you know that who would come from Ring of Honor or New Japan. Granted, I don't know anything about Ring of Honor, so uh, it's it's hard for me to judge. We'll get to that one day. What their quality is compared to New Japan, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I I'm I'm surprised to find out Andy couldn't get into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so uh, I I I it, for me it was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Wrestling wise, yes, I would uh, agree. And like I said, this last match was just—it it was really great. It was really enjoyable to watch, yeah. as well as this entire pay per view. Would I watch it all the way through five five full hours? Probably not. Still, because I'm I'm not the biggest wrestling fan in the world. Sure, but if you enjoy wrestling, you should try this out. You should watch this because. It, when the next big major pay-per-view comes around, I'll probably watch it. Wrestle Kingdom 13, January 4th. And I'll probably watch it. And we can cover it if you 2 like. 2 a.m. Come on over. I won't watch it live. Oh, you son. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it live, but I will watch it. And It'll if be you, a good if show. You, if you want to cover that, we can cover that. And I, I would be willing to do another episode of Not So New Japan with in that, you. In that case, it will be... It will be not so not new because it'll be recent kind of new japan (laughs) perfect (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah final thought shane um i'm glad we got to embark on this endeavor i've been hounding you assholes for months and months and months (laughs) to make this happen yeah finally it did and i'm glad to hear that you enjoyed yourself i'm glad to hear that it was a fun time I did, unlike some of the uh, like uh, retro wrestling that you've made me watch uh, previously. Yeah. I I actually found a lot of enjoyment out of this. Good. Um, it uh, it like I said, uh, not not to keep repeating it, but I will. It it proves what wrestling could be, even if I'm not invested in the story or anything like that. I know yeah. nothing about these wrestlers. I right. don't give a shit about what like their reign is. I didn't even know Okada had a reign right. until like later in the match when the announcers talked about it. But a lot of these guys are working so much harder and it looks like they just have more freedom to do whatever they do, mm-hmm. especially in the tag team divisions oh, where, sure. where they're just allowing <laughs> like four <laughs> dudes at a time, almost the entire time, uh, which makes great because some of the best times in even WWE's tag teams are when you get that team up, oh, you get that sure. cool team up move. Absolutely. That's happening every single match <laughs> all the time because the, Everybody's just wrestling all the time. So all in all, if you haven't watched New Japan, I would suggest you you give it a shot. New it, Japan World. You can sign up. It's only 10, 999 yen a month, which works out to like eight to nine bucks. Yeah. And you can watch all the stuff live as it comes and the entire back catalog. It's worth the money. It's cool stuff. It's good fun. I uh I, I appreciated this and it, it was it was fun to watch. 
good to hear. Yeah. We will do more in the future. Sounds good. Hell yes. Sounds good. Well, thank you all, uh, if you're still listening, uh, for listening to this. Even if you weren't a fan of wrestling, it, if you are, that's that's great, too. You should try watching this pay-per-view. Uh, I believe you will thoroughly agree on uh, my picks. <laughs> I don't think you're going to like the Jericho match as much as Shane. Disagree. <laughs> I think he's so biased. Such a good match. Uh, so thank you very much for listening to this specialized episode. This is a pretty niche episode. Yeah. We've got to yeah. we've got to say that. Uh, so once again, thank you to our Patreons. Uh, you know your names. We said it at the beginning. Shane, tell them what social media so they can find us on. Facebook.com slash sketchy nonsense. Twitter.com slash sketchy nonsense. Instagram, we are at sketchy nonsense pod. Yes. Yeah. So you can check us out on everything. You can go to iTunes. You can leave us a five-star review if you so choose. We will read that shit on air. Damn straight. Uh, you can send us an email. We'll also read that shit on air if you like. Damn straight. Uh, which is what uh, podcast at sketchynonsense.com. That's the email. Fucking got it right on the Look one episode. You go. And you will never listen to <laughs> <laughs> And, um... And uh, so you know where to find us. That's great. Uh, so, Shane, every time, man, why don't you tell them where they can find it? Uh, you know what? You just told them that. I did. I think this this beer is great. It's a good beer. This is a good beer. I like it. This is actually, I would buy this. You got to yeah. tell me where you got this. Um, I'll try to remember. Try to remember because uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I believe my brother would love this because he's a big so bourbon guy. Delicious. Um, I'd like this beer a lot. Um, so <laughs> do yourself a favor and stick around for some more sketchy, sketchy nonsense. Oh. Yeah. Oh.